0: Welcome to Metaphysical. So, ask yourself: Is there any truth to the stories of making deals with the devil to cheat fate? From occult deals in history to performers and possession, this discussion is going to get really deep. So, join remote viewer John Vivanco and me, investigative researcher Rob Counts, for a show that's out of this world.
1: Hey, John. Hey, hey, hold on a second. I just gotta put my Ouija board away. <laughs> I've been, I've been really trying to, you know. Connect up and and, yeah. and use the That's, Ouija um, board to, to bring in, you know, goodness for us.
0: Yeah, it's a great way. Great way to get yourself possessed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Actually tons of people have reached out to me since I started Edge of Wonder telling me their Ouija board stories. And yeah. they are really actually really crazy. They are crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Some I mean, of the more it, crazy stories I've heard. What kid doesn't like play with Ouija board? I mean,
1: I don't know. I mean, every once in a while you hear these stories and I like, I had a friend who, (laughs) oh my gosh, I had a friend. I had actually a couple friends who were playing with a Ouija board and this one female spirit came and my other friend kind of fell in love with the female spirit and would, and basically stole the Ouija board from my friend so that he could, he could always communicate with this girl spirit that he fell in love with i mean it's
0: just like dude what's so weird about it is you just described a modern day person's relationship with their iphone you kind of just blew my mind actually (laughs) who am i talking to on this dm or whatever right
1: oh my god oh man let's just not go there (laughs)
0: no but i mean actually that that's kind of what he was doing in a sense like he he got attached to this conversation and most of the people that i've met that had stories of ouija boards is that the ouija board slowly became an insatiable addiction for them where they had to do it all the time to, to communicate with whatever it was that they were communicating with and it and it drove them to a place where actually it was ruining their life and they had to um they had to cut back forcibly or not. And you know, this happens to people with tarot cards and angel cards as well. And there's a gigantic massive history revolved around these things that a lot of you at home are probably not aware of. Um, what's strange are the more direct stories that we're going to cover today, which are all revolved around people making what's called a Faustian bargain with the devil in order to gain some type of fame or change fate. And if you all didn't know where the deal with the devil idea, I guess you could say came from, there was a guy named Faust. He was a alchemist and a magician. This is where we get the term Faustian bargain. And he made a pact with the demon Mephistopheles in exchange for his soul. I guess, to gain mystical powers and things of this nature. And so Faustian bargain became a, a kind of household term. And um, gosh, the basically the guy who's held responsible for creating rock and roll, his name's Robert Johnson, is the first reported deal with the devil. Um, back in I think it was like the nineteen early nineteen twenties or something like that. It was like the okay. Now, I want I want you to keep this picture open for a second because this is a picture of Robert Johnson and and John. Have you seen this picture before?
1: No, I don't think I have.
0: You see that kind of cloud of mist over to the right? People yeah. claim to see a demon there looking back at them. You see the two oh, yeah, eyes? Oh I see it.
1: I totally see it. Isn't
0: yeah. that bizarre?
1: Yeah, now, I totally see it.
0: This guy, he became a music sensation, but all the blues artists at the time said that this guy was the worst player they had ever heard. Right. For, Didn't it? Wasn't years. it like he went
1: away for a year and then yeah. came back and he was amazing?
0: So he goes away and then he, he, he goes to highways 49 and 61 in Mississippi says he made a deal with the devil there, and then all of a sudden becomes the best player among all of the blues players. Now, this guy was so quote-unquote talented that guys like Eric Clapton and stuff would listen to this guy and say that it sounded like two or three people playing the guitar, not one, which is weird because, I mean... Yes, maybe, maybe he was given talents that would make that. But also, was that the entities also behind him creating, I don't know, extra, extra uh, juice in the music itself?
1: That or, you know, he's given supernormal abilities. Right. You know?
0: Some type of supernormal abilities. Maybe he grew
1: some extra fingers.
0: I actually have about zero tolerance for most of my old material, especially Crossroads. Now, this is Eric Clapton talking back about uh, a song that he wrote called Crossroads. Um, hit cancel there. No, can you pull that back up? Lindsay. Thanks. So it says here, and this is a um, an article that we pulled up in a cl- classic interview when Slowhand revisited Robert Johnson's legacy in two thousand four. We spoke to, we spoke to a candid bluesman, that's Eric Clapton, and he said, "When all the original blues guys are gone, you start to realize that someone has to tend to the tradition." So I think, um, I think it's really strange that. This is, this is the Crossroads song here. It says, I went down to the crossroads, fell down on my knees. I went down to the crossroads, fell down on my knees. Ask the Lord above for mercy. Save me, if you please. Rosedale then, is where Johnson supposedly made his crossroads deal. Yeah, and, and, and it's weird, too, because it says down here, like, I'm going to Rosedale, take my rider by my side. I've often heard the devil being uh, portrayed as a writer. I'm not sure if he's doing that here. Um. So it, this is strange. Now, one of the other really bizarre things is that Robert Johnson is reportedly or allegedly the first of the 27 Club.
1: What is the 27 Club?
0: Well, the 27 Club is a group of stars that also made deals and they all died at the age 27. They were given, they were given the fame and then it was taken, their life was taken when they were 27 years old. And Robert Johnson is the first of them. Wow. Seriously. Yeah, seriously. I mean, we did a whole series on celebrity. I never, I never heard of
1: that. The 27 club. They all die when they're 27.
0: Yeah. So Kurt Cobain, Amy Winehouse, uh, James Morrison, uh, all of these guys died at 27 and there's more too here it you know, he is Here's one. it's
1: really fascinating i mean i mean it's like okay so you know fourth fifth dimensional reality whatever okay think of the flatlander concept um, you know micho michukaku who's a physicist who's put for well, he, he basically oh, yeah. will just put forward like practical ideas about physics say.
0: Nonsense, really. That guy is like the no, face. but listen, yeah, right.
1: He totally is. Yeah. But one thing that that lines up with our data that he's spoken about is the Flatlander concept. So if you're if you're looking at another dimension from a higher dimension, let's say that you're looking at third dimension to second dimension, right? He he had talked about how well you could to us it would look like um, a being had um, an outline and you can see inside their body, right? It's just kind of drawn and they can move around. They're like a drawing that can move around. We can rearrange their organs. We can take organs out. It would mysteriously happen to them. They wouldn't know what it was. We can move them outside of um, their homes, whatever, and they wouldn't know what happened. This is a concept that, uh, that works with, let's say a higher dimensional reality to us, right? So these beings, that exist in another dimensional reality can manipulate us, give us things, give us abilities, uh, do things to us, do things for us that would seem like magic to us. And there are a whole ton, a whole host of those beings. That's why I bring up that Flatlander concept so people have an understanding of of what it would be like. right? Because this happens. I mean, I've had remote viewing sessions. I've had remote viewing sessions especially when we were looking at a treasure. It was like a whole group of us remote viewing. We didn't know we were looking at a treasure, but we had a being that was trying to protect the treasure, come and screw with every single one of us at the same time. And for me, this being like grabbed my shoulder, it grabbed my leg. I could feel its grip, like gripping me and holding me tight. So these beings have a power, if they have enough energy over third-dimensional reality and can do things in third-dimensional reality that look like magic to us, you bring out your Ouija board. There's a whole host of beings that are waiting to talk to you to give you things, right? So because... that I can get something. Exactly. Exchange, right? right? In exchange for it, right? I mean, there are, there are lots of beings that just want to mess with humans in general
0: that we can't see them. And, and it's a shame that humans do not have enough of an understanding of energy. Right. There, is, there are type like orgone, for instance, it's an energy that no one will recognize that obviously it does something. Right. I mean, why did everyone have in one of those orgone uh, machines in their, in their house back in the day in the 1920s, you know, I mean, like, seriously. Yeah. Right. And, and then you, you've got, you know, w- Wilhelm Reich, who's like, creating an an orgone machine that can reportedly alter weather. Well, (laughs) we have viewed the heck out of that stuff. And
1: I've even had weird personal experience with that whole orgone thing. So I know it's real. I know it's actually, you know what? So I just have to say this really quick. As far as Oregon goes, okay, there was one time I was watching all these videos on YouTube about people making Oregon. Yeah. And I thought, you know, okay, I don't know. I'm very sensitive to things, so I'm going to check it out. Because the people in the videos were like saying filming helicopters and going, "Well, this helicopter, right? I made yeah, Oregon I and now this hel- And I'm going, "No, no, no." Yeah, no. yeah right. No, no. Right. But anyway, I made like a whole bunch of them one day. I just wanted to see what it felt like. I made a whole bunch and literally the next day, this helicopter, I'm not kidding you at all, comes and runs my property line at about hundred feet, hundred feet back and forth, back and forth. I'm going, what, what is going on here? This is like the weird Oregon videos that people are making. It was really bizarre. And so I tasked remote viewers on it. Like what was the helicopter doing? Because I want to understand, this is like a normal thing. Is this a mundane thing? It's running my property line back and forth because I lived on a big property. And what what it was was that they were looking for something that broke an energetic grid that they were monitoring.
0: Yeah, I was just gonna say there must be some instruments they have that are that are uh, detecting the, the orgone and they're seeing or energy of some type. Call it whatever you want, and they're coming to check it out because it was disturbing too much. So what? But can you tell the audience at home what orgone is, John?
1: <laughs> orgone is, 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 is um, it's like chi energy. It would be like chi. So Wilhelm Reich had developed the, the box, the orgone box. Right. Um, and did a lot of studies around it. And it's like a chi energy or an right. ether type energy that, that can have a healing effect or a blocking effect or a breaking effect. Right on different energy structures. And he he's his lab was basically destroyed and he was put in jail, all his work stolen. Um, because of the claim that he had made that it, it can help cure cancer. And that's way a no no um, when
0: it comes to yeah. the
1: FDA and pharmaceuticals. or
0: yeah, big pharma, which was right. you know, rocking and rolling back then too. Right but it does work
1: it does this does have an effect on
0: energy absolutely 100% he was correct in what he was doing so you know okay so the the the, the we've got that whole energy thing we're we're just right. talking about and and kind of the interference in in the energy realm where there was a, been a tons of interference in in hollywood as well along these lines and and it's strange i find it strange and i'm not sure if you knew this we brought up Jim Morrison before probably one of the more possessed dudes in that entire like Wait, Jim
1: Morrison was one of the more possessed ones.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Like people would talk about it all the time. Um, the, 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 the guys that worked with him said that he had different things, like different entities coming out of him. Right. Um, and, uh, appa- apparently Jim Morrison was a completely different guy in high school. As soon as he gets out of high school, you know, all of a sudden, he turns into Jim Morrison. No one could really understand it. Frank Zappa, Papa John Phillips, David Crosby, all the sons of high-ranking members of the military. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That's kind of and, and we know that there were, there were um, intelligence agencies involved in the success of the Beatles as well. And then, you know, and, and we have Elvis, who is moonlighting as like a FBI or CIA spy. <laughs> to try to get information on the Beatles because he didn't like him (laughs) working with, uh, with Nixon. Um, but you know, Jim Morrison actually, you know, he had altars and, um, you know, the, this, this idea of him being like the lizard King and, and, and all of this stuff and, 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 and the, and the, the band itself being called the doors, as if opening up, uh, you know, dimensional portals to somewhere else to bring something else in. Right. Yeah, right. Right. Now, of course, again, it's like for anyone who's been trained to not pay attention to symbolism, you're going to listen to what I just said and be like, oh, you're, you're wearing, yeah, you sound you're, insane. You're sound, you sound insane. You're, you're wearing a tinfoil hat. But, yeah. but, but, you know why call these things that if if you're not meddling in some of this stuff yeah could it be random some of them were random in the 90s i believe a lot of those were random i don't believe there was anything nefarious behind pearl jam the name well you know, you
1: know uh, yeah i mean music music has really been taken over now i think i think that like what we were looking at with with these crosby stills nash um led zeppelin also jimmy page um the doors It seemed like is a huge rabbit hole. Yeah, but but look what was happening back then. Okay, so you had um, LSD. LSD had had come into popular culture at that point in time, and and intelligence agencies were really trying to figure out how to use LSD for like mind control. Right. It got pulled away from the public, but these, but it seemed like that was when a lot of these bands were making these deals when LSD and MK ultra really started to uh, come into their own in that period of time. And then what I noticed with music is that things got more and more alternative where it almost seemed like there wasn't a lot of focus that you can find way, like really great alternative type bands that weren't part yeah. of some like horrible, like devil or MK ultra structure. But now it just seems like all of
0: it is. Yeah. 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 And, um, you know, speaking of Jimmy Page, he bought Aleister Crowley's home. Like these guys. Yeah. Like these guys were were very adept with the occult. I mean, you had Aleister Crowley on Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band album cover. Right. You have Jay-Z saying do what thou wilt all the time in his in his like in his lyrics.
1: Right. That's the whole. Yeah. That's right. That's taking, and so,
0: it? so Jimmy Page, yeah, he, he, he bought the Loch Ness Bolskine house, which Jimmy Page bought because of his obsession with Crowley. Wow. Um, and like, these are highly occult hermetic things that, that these guys are, are, are involving in and saying, and they're very fascinated with, with these, you know, with these things. I mean, Anton Levey was all over this stuff. Anton LaVey, um, very famous guy down there in Hollywood. You were telling me some things about LaVey that I didn't even know that, that there are some, like how much Anton money. Anton Parkway.
1: He owned yeah. part of South Coast Plaza in uh, Costa Mesa, California.
0: Yeah. And he created what was,
1: well, he didn't create it, but this was part of, I don't know. It's, it feels like it's part of the whole paradigm place called the Anti-Mall, which was just outside of South Coast Plaza. It was for the kids that looked like this industrial collapsed building with all these shops in it. And I noticed one day that the girders that were sticking out of it were in the shape of a pentagram, which I thought curious because, like, literally Anton Parkway's right there. He was heavily involved in the whole area. And then you even have weird churches there, massive, like Tammy Faye Baker. I think actually she had a church right there, like, off Anton Parkway. So it starts to get really weird in that area, really weird.
0: Yeah, that – I I've never I haven't spent too much time in that area. Yeah, you don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> right. Food. Yeah. Yeah, there he is uh yeah, Alistair Crowley straight on the Lonely Pepper Hearts band um album. Lots of people in there. You got Edgar Allan Poe in there. Um lots of famous people in there too.
1: So what happens what happened to these guys, you know, after they died? Did they make a deal with the devil? I mean, I think there's like a, a difference here. So you've got people who are like Robert Johnson seems like he made a deal with some, some being, right. Some deity. Right. And then you have the others who seem like, well, they were probably, they were seems like some of these were just into witchcraft and trying to influence things that way. I mean, as far as all of that goes, we don't know exactly what they did, what they were doing and what sort of beings they were in contact with. I mean, if you think of the 27 club, What was it that they connected with? Because it seems like it's going to be the same thing across the board if they're all dying at 27.
0: Yeah, well, it it, it depends. I mean, like, okay, first of all, it's very strange that there's a consistent number across a certain number of people, right? Like you just die at random times. The fact that so many have died at 27 is, is kind of bizarre, right? Um, but I mean, we, yeah, it's like not all of them, maybe, maybe they're exchanging other things so that they don't have to die. I mean, there's a, there's a loads of ways to, to move energy around. I don't know how it works. I'm just trying to think like they do. Right. right. But, but, but why do so many actors and actresses claim that they have altars on right. stage that come out when they're on stage as if something else is playing for them? I mean, we're talking about big, people are we talking about like Beyonce, right? What is her? Sasha fierce is her, is her altar. She's
1: channeling, you know, it's like, she's
0: letting another entity
1: take over her body.
0: And there are, you know, there are, I mean, you can, you guys at home can look into this yourself, but like the, you know, we're, we're talking about not just one person talking about this. And, and when we talk about an altar and what an altar is, it's, Not them that they're talking about. They're talking about it as if some energy or spirit came into their body, and they're playing through that spirit, or they're they're becoming that thing.
1: So I, I like I've known a bunch of channelers um, in my life. I I even did. I even learned how to do it. Right, and then Um, you don't
0: because you're smart.
1: And I don't do it. I don't do it. But I, I learned how to do it, and I was. I was there was this, there were a couple people, but one person in particular, um, and I saw this happen across the board, people going crazy, but one person in particular, um, started to dress differently saying that what he's channeling told him to dress this way. And then this thing that he was channeling eventually told him to kill himself, which he tried to do. So, so whether you're, you know, whether you want fame and calling these things in for fame, or you're doing it because you want to channel and get good information or connect to some higher being or entity, these things can switch out, right? The, like for instance, people who channel and they think they're channeling a higher entity, they can switch out completely. Maybe you are once, but who cares? Don't even do it. Hmm. Then all of a sudden you get the dark being come in and you're convinced that it's this other being that you're channeling. It's the this, same it's, ones. Yeah. This, yeah. So it's like, these people, when you get to these people and and altars, this is literally channeling. This is channeling across the board.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and 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 honestly, like what is the purpose of the channeling? The channeling is a is a deeper control over your body, right? And it's it's that's what it is. You're possession.
1: To, you're supposed to step back and allow this other thing to come into your body,
0: which is and, yeah, and move which your is... body. Right. which is possession. I mean that's what that's what that is, right? And like yeah. and like the weird thing is it these people that are that are performing underneath or or through the, you know, the entity, what effect is that having on the listener? We're talking about we don't understand energy enough to be able to answer these questions the way that modern science kind of looks at these things, but but we know that that The this music can have an effect on people. I mean, look at what's gone on with Eminem, like the music and the murders that have gone on, you know, because of people listening to his music. Now, I'm not blaming Eminem for this necessarily, but in 2009, an American man recited the lyrics of an Eminem song as he brutally attacked his family, killing his wife and daughter. Here comes Satan. I am. I'm the Antichrist. I'm going to kill you. Is the stuff that he was saying lyrics right and then in 2016 a wisconsin man he was charged with fatally stabbing his girlfriend more than two dozen times and slaughtering her four-year-old daughter um urged homicide detectives to listen to Eminem's space bound if they wish to understand his motive behind the slayings and i mean the, like so why are we producing music that's that's generating these types of of, of reactions in people you know, I, I look, I understand not everyone is is mentally stable. But Right.
1: There is But that.
0: you still have to be responsible for that too, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly. I think so. <laughs> I think No, no so.
0: but but also like can you really can you really remove the the energy that's behind this stuff from the that are what are these songs, are songs about?
1: Like <clears throat> at base level, like think about what the songs are about. The songs are about violence. Right? I mean, ultimately that's, that's what they're about. Is that being responsible? if you've got millions and millions of people who who listen to you why why do songs about murder why do horrible songs why do you, why why make that kind of stuff why why not inspire people into doing good deeds as opposed to negative deeds because you've got negative things behind you right you've got negative things behind you influencing you
0: well, it Ultimate. gets even it gets even crazier. And I want to hear what you think about this, John. So have you ever heard of the whistleblower named John Todd? No. John Todd was a whistleblower in the late 80s who claimed to be a part of a very um, I guess you could say high level Masonic and or Illuminati um, group secret society. And he was, he was high up. And now Todd actually is supposed to be a branch off name of the, this Collins bloodline that is a, you know, one of these 13 bloodlines that they, that you come across, if you start researching, you know, what this thing is and how it works. Right now, John, actually, he, 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 there was a lot of things that he said if you listen to like hours and hours and hours of lectures of him talking to churches and explaining what was really going on john didn't make it john was killed by someone or something um and he he died you know uh before his time um he claimed that with within the music industry master copies of records were brought into a church or an evil place. And that spells were said over it to put demons in it. And then it's reproduced. So it puts the demons into everyone's home in America that has the copy. What? <clears throat>
1: yeah. What are you, what? So did he give an example of like, what is this? How, yeah. I mean, like... he,
0: he, he would give, he would give plenty of examples but basically all major music that was really really going viral at the time that right. was that was getting out there that they were actually infusing this stuff into what people at home were listening to
1: right but who's
0: infusing it
1: <clears throat> are we talking intelligence agencies? Well, or- well go no. up, go up the pyramid,
0: John. Like right. we're talking. So you have radio stations, right? The radio stations are being told to play it. You know, they they have to play certain things because why? Because the record companies are the ones that are telling them what to play, mm-hmm. right? And at the, at the top of the record companies, you have you have like <clears throat> CEOs or people in charge, and then above them, uh, you just keep going up that 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 pyramid. I mean, who's telling? who's telling them to do this stuff? What's you know? the
1: ultimate purpose of this?
0: Um what like literally control, what's the ultimate purpose? Control and manipulation, right? I mean, think about it. There's more than <laughs> one thing at play. We're 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 talking about not only are we we talking about um like influencing the youth with this music, which is a big part of what we were talking about earlier. Right. It's making a boatload of money and padding everybody involved, right. which is also like, you know, there are groups out there that that have replaced, uh, like the, that, like have replaced their God with money. I don't know how else to say it, right? So, you know, well, think, you know,
1: okay. So <clears throat> this is kind of what it all reminds me of when when the whole idea of selling your soul, like, are they trying to sell souls in mass? You know, is there something to something to that idea, selling souls in mass? Think about the gods from the past, like before, like pre-Christian. Think about like like Odin and Freya, for instance. Odin and Freya, they had their two heavenly realms. Like Odin has his realm, his Valhalla-like realm, and Freya had her Valhalla-like realm. And they would actually fight over, like when people died, which souls came to which realm. So it's like the gods of the past always seemed to fight over humans and where their souls go afterwards. Is this just like some aspect of that? Literally. I mean, look at look at Ra. Look at Ra in the eye of Horus. When when the people weren't worshipping Ra enough, he sent out the eye of Horus to scare the heck out of them. They started to worship some other god, right? And then he sends out the eye to, to, to do some divine justice judgment on them for worshiping the other God to get them back to worship him. Is there something about worshiping these types of beings that gives them something energy? Does it give them our soul? Is it still like all these different beings are still like fighting after human souls? And is this part of the whole thing? Is this like a fight spiritual fight under the surface of, of trying to gain human souls?
0: Is yeah, and it's, it's like no, about? no, no real high entity would do any of that, right? So it's like, exactly. and and that's the other thing too is like, have they were these entities hijacked by something else or right or you know, and I mean, yeah, it's 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 a, it's a strange it, it, what what you know you go back into history and just time and time again, like you've got human beings kind of like terraforming what the pantheon was and then replacing it out with something else that they're worshiping. And that, right. you know, this thing maybe becomes something, we don't know the level of human interference with any of this stuff. Right. So right. That, that's kind of the main thing, but, but it, it is, it's, it's, it's strange. And, um, and, you know, we we have like weird the we have weird examples of, of this possession in, in in Hollywood by whatever entity it is, you know, whatever you want to call it. But have you ever researched um uh what's the guy the guy's name who played uh the Joker in the the Dark Knight?
1: Right. That guy. Uh didn't he die? Why do I Heath, why Ledger.
0: I what, Heath Ledger, Heath Ledger, thank you. Heath Ledger died shortly after. Was he in the 27 Club too? I don't I can't remember if he was in the 27 I think he was older. But he died very sh- during his time playing the Joker, okay? Jack Nicholson reportedly called Heath Ledger while he was, you know, doing this method acting. This is why I don't like method acting. Method acting makes you the thing and you act like the thing until you break character and you're done with that, right? Now, apparently, Jack Nicholson called him, and he and and he was basically warned him that the that whatever it is is very hard to come back from. Heath Ledger was actually 28 when he died, so he's not a part of the 27 Club.
1: Jesus, that's close yeah.
0: enough. <laughs> <laughs> right, close enough. Um, yeah. So we, we. It's strange that. Well, there, was an, I mean, there, yeah, it, there was an entity. I mean, get down that entity, some that Jack Nicholson is talking about that he was dealing with, that right. he, he knew of the entity.
1: Yeah, he, he probably
0: like, ran into that entity in The Shining. Oh gosh, Jack Nicholson.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The Shining. I mean, that's that's probably where he came well, it, in it, contact.
0: Not with. to mention that the entire reason Jack Nicholson was casted for Batman as the Joker was because of his work on The Shining. Right. <laughs> I mean, you know.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, look at, I mean, look, really what this is, is that they are channeling. I've seen it before with channelers who are just regular people, not actors who want to learn channeling so they can connect into something they think is greater than them. And then all of a sudden they tell you to commit suicide. They kill you basically. I mean, that's really what it is. They're channeling an actor channels.
0: But why would someone think that they can even control that? That's weird because it's like not you. It's something else and you don't know what it is. Why would you do that? It's like opening opening the door to a vampire and just allowing them to walk right in. When someone is worshiping it to get something for themselves, they've lost sight right. of of what the entire purpose is, right? So it's like. It's just, it's strange. And then, and then you've got people that are so willing to get things. They're so bent on something happening. Material things. Material they're things doing it that for they're material literally things. willing to sell their soul to get that thing. And it right. changes hey, the look, fate of their I'll, life. I'll
1: give my soul up for a couple of bucks or a sandwich or something. That's what it's like. <laughs> it I'll give my soul it's up a for a sandwich. It's crazy, crazy stuff. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. I don't, I don't get it. I just don't get it. Like I, it blows past me. I don't understand. And and yet people are watching these people on film and then idolizing them. Okay. So for one thing, like they're great channelers. They're, they're, they're liars in a sense, they're channelers and they're liars and they're putting out an energy that maybe you don't even want to be involved with to begin with. And, and then people are propping them up as heroes of some sort who, literally haven't had life experiences that turn them into heroes. There's always, I mean, there's something around the whole whole thing, some energetic construct around the whole thing that's wrong.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the and, and it's strange. I mean, so I kind of want to, like we, we've got movies that talk about this as well. Like The Exorcist is the most notable one. And a lot of weird things happen on The Exorcist set. Um, but I kind of want to ask, have you and your team had to come across cases where you've had to remote view what's going on with some of this stuff or not? Oh, you made
1: me laugh, man. <laughs> Heck no, man. Are you kidding me? <laughs> There's no way in the world. Okay, so when you're remote viewing, you're not like the disinterested anthropologist taking notes you know? right. or looking through binoculars at something and something's not seeing you. When you get into these types of things, these beings notice you their eyeballs are clicking right at you. And if I want to have shit thrown around my house, and you know, (laughs) poltergeists, yeah, then I'll do it. But no way, no way. We don't do that. I mean, occasionally we'll we'll run into beings that will come after us if we're in a place that they don't want us to be. And we'll get it physically. We'll get attacked physically, you know, and they'll stick around for a while. And I've got, I've got plenty of stories around that stuff, but it's not, it's not something that we, actively remote view occasionally we accidentally run across them and we're like oh man this is this is no good this sucks we won't be viewing that again or tasking that again it's, same with aliens too got to be careful yeah got to be careful
0: cool well I think um, I, I had a great time during this episode even though it was weird stuff we got to talk about a lot of different things I don't know about you
1: now it was, it was good it was <laughs> awesome <laughs>
0: well i think um yeah we're probably going to be coming back to subjects adjacent to these in different ways over the course of our metaphysical podcast but what do you guys at home think uh we'd really like to hear your stories and your your experiences with all of these things It, it helps us process a lot of this stuff so if you've got an experience definitely share it uh in the comments uh, and also, just understand like we're we're really curious about all of this stuff. and we we want we want to be able to discuss these things. This isn't like a lot of it is speculation, yes, but also, like this is sort of um like it it's a thought experiment that we're doing here where we're trying to discuss taboo um subjects that a lot of people aren't even comfortable sharing anymore for whatever reason. I mean, I think we should be able to share these things. We should be able to share them openly, discuss some of these strange stories that um, no one's willing to talk about anymore or that you're going to get basically criticized for talking about. But what's the, what's the problem? Like there's no reason why we can't talk about this stuff bring it out to the light, share our uh, understandings on it and um, and yeah, figure out cool stuff.
1: Yeah, I'm in agreement. I mean we have to open this stuff back up ultimately. I think we do. We do. We we should be able to talk about anything these
0: days. I mean, absolutely. We really should. Yeah. I think I think that itself a lot of people are like, well, "What what is this?" Like I saw some comments the other day that were like, "What is what is this clip um actually doing for our current situation?" And and I was like, "Clearly by your comment, you watch too much news." So right. thank you like, that's why. <laughs> right. You need right. like we need to get out of that and start talking about some some other things that are going on out there. So Well,
1: anyway. I don't understand like talking about the same thing over and over and over again is not going to get anybody anywhere. We need yeah. a break.
0: I don't really care what the president said today right now, exactly. you know. It's just like let's talk about some real stuff that's going on and get back to the roots here. Um Anyway, John, thanks so much for being here, for um, for having this great conversation. And, uh, yeah, did you have anything else to add before we wrap this up?
1: Be vigilant and stay curious.
0: There it is. All right, you guys. And until next time, we'll see ya.